Wait, now listen. Hello, and welcome back to the Wait Now Listen podcast. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. And I'm your co-host, Shelton. And today, we are here to talk to y'all about how (laughs) this podcast almost did not come into existence. It almost did not happen at all. (laughs) Do you want to tell them why? We do not share the same type of creative energy. No. I am very much like fly by the seat of your pants, and Kimberly is very organized Mm -hmm. she has things (laughs) plotted out and has plans and i don't see how she does it because that's work (laughs) it's work so i won't um if i had to describe you i would say um yeah fly by night like you said Mm -hmm. so we have very different work styles and they do not always go together at all it has caused many arguments um many probably disgruntled feelings more so on my part than your part probably (laughs) i have a lot of patience you do and i don't yeah you have vastly more patience than i do but you're also a terrible planner well yeah okay so let's talk about our past collaborative efforts so in high school We used to have these things called Music Feast, and it was basically a fundraiser to be able to raise money for the choral department. It was like dinner and a show kind of situation. Yeah. And so a lot of people would audition for solos and things like that. So this was about the time I was learning to play guitar. And so Mm. we would try to do songs together. You were good at the guitar. Yeah. I mean, you still are. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about how I play, but, like, I didn't want to practice. I had a hard time putting forth the initiative to practice. Which is so funny to me, because, like, you have to practice to learn how to play the guitar. Right. And you aren't bad at the guitar. You can play the guitar and a ukulele and, what, like a six-string guitar and... Yeah, so... I would always wind up in a in a trap of wanting to practice what I wanted to practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't really know how to describe, like, the, the mismatch. I just remember trying, like, I would say, like, okay, like, when we're hanging out this weekend, like, we need to make time to practice our song because, like, we have to audition in, like, three weeks. So we need, we need to practice because we haven't practiced. We're not ready to get up in front of our whole fucking class and sing this song. And you'd be like, okay. But we would go to practice and there was no, like, energy there. <laughs> like, there was... It's like you did not want to be doing it. And I could tell. Mm-hmm. And that brought me down. And I was like, why do you not want to practice this song with me? Like, do you not want to do it at all? And I'm like, yes. Like, here I am. I'm practicing the song. What else do you want from me? But you weren't practicing. I know. You were half-ass practicing. Like, now you recognize that. But when we were teenagers, like, I would get my feelings hurt because I felt like you didn't want to do something with me. Yeah. And like, and this, this all goes into this podcast, but we'll get there. So... Speaking of school, you had a very interesting little tidbit that you wanted to share about 
how you did homework. Yeah. Because this goes even back further yeah. than before we started trying to do stuff together. We've always worked this way. Yeah. So tell me about your homework or, situation. <laughs> or not work. <laughs> Y'all are, I'm curious to see like the people listening, like who's going to relate with my way of working and who's going to relate with your way. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. This is fun. Yeah. So keep in mind, this is all like pre-riddling for me. Like I was never treated ADHD or anything like that. But um, when I got home from school, I was so dead from just <laughs> being at school and mm-hmm. like having to put forth all that energy. And so whenever I would come home, I'm like, nah, fuck homework. We ain't doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I needed a break. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would wake up the next morning at four o'clock in the morning and do like three subjects worth of homework. Yeah. That's so much. Yeah. Did you do that like through all grades, like elementary, middle, and high school? I didn't when really. When did that start? I didn't really start it until um, middle school. When the homework got, like, more. Yeah. When you got more homework. Yeah. Man. I do remember one time, though, I had this project mm-hmm. in, like, the third or fifth grade. I can't remember. But it was, like, a fact wheel is what we called it. So, we had to pick a person, and then we had to do, like, a poster board about the person. And oh, I did, okay. I did Einstein, and I did a fact wheel, and it was all completed the night before with the help of my mom stop it your poor mother i put her through hell with projects that was a prime example of oh yeah i've got this thing to do i just i don't know why i've always been like this that's awful yeah were you not stressed oh yeah my anxiety was was through the roof was it worth it (sighs) no be honest with you yeah (laughs) Yeah, like the rest was good, but then like the whole time I'm sitting there like, fuck, I got to do this thing. And it's just like it looms over your head. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I've never done that. Yeah. I I fall into procrastinating things, but I was the complete opposite with homework. I mean, I wouldn't like rush home and do it, but I definitely wasn't getting up at 4 a.m. to do homework. Yeah. How long of a break did you give yourself? Like once you got home from school. Like, what was your itinerary? Oh, probably like, I mean, like, Mama made sure that I did my homework. Right. Like, she would ask me what I needed to do. Like, okay, Mom would probably come get me around, like, 6, because she would get off around 5 or so, and she had to deal with traffic getting to Mama's house. So, I would, I would say I had my homework done before I left Mama's house. So I would get home at like three-ish mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. And my homework would be well done by six o'clock. So I would take a break and like eat. And then I would do my homework. I feel like now I even work the same type of way. Okay. Do you feel like you still work this having your mom help you at 4 a.m. on a project you waited to the last minute to do now? <laughs> <laughs> Do you still feel like you work that way right now? Like, yes and no, because mm-hmm. it's like, it takes me forever to get going, no matter what the project is, whatever I got to do. 
Mm. Like even some days before work, it's mm. like I can't get going. Well, I mean, who really wants to go to work? I can't blame you on that. Yeah, but it's like once I'm started, I can't stop. Like I'm pretty good about it now. Mm. So how this all plays into why the podcast almost didn't happen is essentially um I'm a planner and you want to plan nothing. <laughs> and I am fundamentally opposed to not planning anything. You want to know something that's going to like shatter you? No. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. So after this, I'm recording an episode of my podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've got it all here. Stop. Mm-hmm. You, but you do have it. You, you do know what you're talking about, though. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, as far as planning goes, I may have to write down a couple, like, points. Uh-huh. But when I write points down, everything else is just like... So, it's like, we have a little similarity, but it's just the timing of everything. Because if you mm. don't plan it, like, a week in advance, like... Okay. You're correct, yes. I like to plan things in advance, ahead of time. And why? Because we had this episode planned for, like, what, two weeks? And literally, like, three nights ago, I had another idea for this episode. That wouldn't have happened had I planned it, like, an hour before we recorded it. Or had I written down my ideas, I don't think that would have happened. Because for me, if I write down, like the ideas that I have for either a podcast episode or one of my videos, I can ruminate on it and then come up with like, I can add to it and make it even better. Mm. And I feel like the end product is always better because I planned it and then thought about it for a week. That makes sense though. Rather than just making the very first thing that like popped into my head. But I'm very much like a, like, when we were planning this podcast, I was like, okay, like, what are all the steps that we need to go through? Because you've already started a podcast, and I've never done it. So, you were telling me, and I realized, like, okay, we're going to need, like, a podcast cover. You know, then we decided we were going to put these on YouTube. So, I'm like, okay, well, shit. Well, now we need, like, a, a YouTube cover, a YouTube profile picture. We need a YouTube name. I need to set the YouTube channel up. All of that shit's already done, and we haven't even released the episodes yet, behind the scenes. And... I don't know. I don't I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. You would have stuff down and then you would explain it to me. Mhm. And in my head I'm like, yeah, these are great ideas. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. But how I portray that physically, mm-hmm. it wouldn't match my actual excitement. And so it it didn't seem like I was very interested. Like my enthusiasm is still there. <laughs> It's just kind of like pin up. This this whole episode is just going to make me look like a fucking basket case. Nah. <laughs> but that's why we have different work styles. Yes. That's why this almost didn't happen. Yes, because they're so different. Yeah. Like I need I need organization and order and enthusiasm. I need the inner I need my level of enthusiasm to be matched with the person that I'm working with mm-hmm. or it's because I'm so introverted like if the person who I'm working with isn't matching where I'm at, it's exhausting to me. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're, I like the collaborative bouncing ideas off of each other, but you are not good at that. Yeah, I'm a sponge. Like, no offense. I'm not real. I love you dearly, but you are not good at the ping pong and ideas. Yeah. You very much are a sponge. You are SpongeBob. I'm absorbing everything. And it sits. And eventually you'll say something back. Yeah. But that's not ping pong. No. If I have an opinion on something, you're like, God damn it. I have to like <laughs> wring the sponge out, essentially, to get what you have to offer yeah. off of that idea. I have to wring you out and then I get the ideas. Yeah. And that's exhausting to me because I'm like, I don't have the energy to fucking ring you out. Can you just tell me what you think? It doesn't anyway. help. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help that like, I have a hard time film. I have a hard time formulating words. You sometimes. do. So I'll try and say things that are on my mind and I wind up doing it very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to practice being more upbeat and like having my shit together. So hopefully this isn't like Snorefest. Well, also the latency in your headphones does not help that. That's true. It can be very distracting. Yeah. That's why I'm not wearing headphones. Another behind the scenes snippet. That was so loud. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so you you've mentioned work styles. Mm-hmm. So in in my true overachieving, overly organized Capricornish fashion, right? I found this an article. It is called Six Work Styles and How to Help Team Members Discover Theirs. The summary says work styles refer to the unique ways that people get their work done. By determining your team members' work styles, you'll be better equipped to motivate them and set them up for success. In this article, we explore some common work styles and walk through how you can fit together on a team. So I love that. We're going to figure out what our work styles are. We're going to go through these, and we're going to figure out how we can work together. Okay, number one, independent or logical. Key strengths, determined, hardworking, skilled at creating unique and visionary work, areas to improve, poor communication, not easy to manage, often overlook the planning phase. Independent or logical team members, also known as doers, need their own space to do great work. Supervision and micromanaging aren't your cup of tea as you'd much rather tackle problems solo. That fits you. Oh, I hate micromanagement. I know. You tend to be great at problem framing. You can look at an obstacle and analyze it to come up with a logical, well-formulated solution. This often results in unique and visionary ideas that deliver a lot of value. However, with this lone wolf work style, you might struggle with more collaborative work. You may feel that your focus gets derailed by instruction and idea sharing, resulting in a lack of planning and communication. (laughs) Did I find yours after the first one? (laughs) Sir, I'm going to need you to respond. (laughs) Look at our lovely co-host. Our third co-host, Miss Winifred Thermopolis Fisher. (laughs) So you might be independent or logical. Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. Okay, well, let's let's go on to the next one because I think there's six of them. So let's okay. go on to number two. Cooperative, key strengths, great communicator, highly interpersonal, areas to improve, performing independently. 
Hmm. On the opposite end of the work style spectrum, you have the cooperative worker. You love teamwork in the workplace and thrive when giving and receiving feedback. Rather than writing ideas in a notebook, you prefer to express your ideas verbally and develop them with the help of a group. For this reason, cooperative team members tend to excel at communication. Of course, as the opposite of the independent worker, individuals with a cooperative style often struggle to work alone. Ideas may not come as naturally without collaboration, or you may feel restless without frequent team interaction. That is absolutely not me. Yeah. Like, mm mm. You got to have shit wrote down. Um, the third one is proximity. Adaptable and balanced are the strengths. Areas to improve. Not all projects allow for solo teamwork balance. With a proximity work style, you perform a careful balancing act. You value solo work without sacrificing collaboration. You may prefer to take a task and work it out yourself, then return to the team and receive feedback to make your work better. People with this style reap the benefits of autonomy without needing to isolate themselves from their team members. You also benefit from socializing and receiving help, making proximity one of the most adaptable work styles. While there isn't much that proximity team members can't do, not every work environment allows for this perfect balance between interaction and head-down work. Creating a spreadsheet usually doesn't have a collaboration stage, just as a team meeting doesn't always offer time to think and work alone. Mm -hmm. I might fit into that. Yeah, you lost me at not every project is a solo endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate asking for help. You I do. I really do, and I don't know why. It fucking sucks, but, like, it puts me in this mindset that, like, I then owe someone something. And like, Which is crazy because, like, I've offered to help you do things. Like, with your podcast, with whatever you've been doing before, and, like, no. Or, like, offer advice. Mm-hmm. Based off, like, what I know from what I've been doing, no. You're like, it's like you listen to me, but then it's like the advice just leaves your brain the minute the conversation's over and you take none of it. Yeah. It's it's sad. It is. <laughs> I, yeah. I admit it. <laughs> but I'm always coming to you. When I have, like, an idea for my child-free YouTube channel, I'm always coming to you. Like, hey, what do you think about this idea? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I'm the one that plans it. But I get feedback. So maybe I am. What was it? Proximity? Maybe. Maybe. Let's keep going. Okay. Supportive. Emotionally intelligent, self-aware, skilled at mediating conflict, and ex excellent at facilitating collaboration are key strengths. Areas to improve. Can get distracted, may struggle to make tough decisions. Think of the most empathetic team members in your organization. Well, this ain't me. I think that's me. <laughs> I feel like that's me. Chances are they have a supportive work style. Supportive team members strive to form strong relationships and improve team morale. This often makes you a great mediator and peacemaker when conflict arises. Supportive team members have a superpower, keen emotional sensitivity. If someone on your team is having a bad day or struggling to complete tasks, you'll be the first to notice. You can lean on them to identify an unspoken problem that may, in the moment, just feel like some tension in the air. However, emotional intelligence can also be distracting at times. When there's a major decision to make, but something doesn't feel quite right to the supportive worker, you may not be able to move forward until it's worked out. Does hmm. that... None of that really, like, feels like me. Yeah. Detail-oriented. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> this is the one right here. Key strengths, strategic, thoughtful, practice at minimizing risks, effective at providing order and stability, areas to improve, working slowly, getting too caught up in details and seeing the big picture. 
Hmm. I definitely feel like I do that sometimes. Yeah. There have been times where I have an idea and I'm like, but if I do this idea, then that's going to affect this and that's going to affect this and then that's going to affect this. You know what I mean? Like I, I see the big like fucking snowball that it could it could create when it might not even happen like that. But is it planning or is it anxiety? I don't know. You tell me. I kind of lean more into a, uh, anxiety. Probably. Let me read this. Okay. If you need someone who dots every I and crosses every T, look to the detail-oriented worker, also known as learners. These individuals are first to read the fine print. If you fit this style, you tend to be extremely strategic and data-oriented, thinking through small details that could become bigger issues down the road. You can trust a detail-oriented team member to minimize risk, like correcting errors before a document ever touches the boss's desk. Accuracy, specifically in wording and grammar, matters a lot to you to the point that there's very little room for imperfection. Of course, detail orientation can sometimes feel overwhelming. Nothing is perfect, yet the detail-oriented worker doesn't settle for anything less than perfection. This can cause you to quickly experience burnout and fatigue. It can also stall a project's progress. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't... I am not a stickler for spelling and Mm -hmm. grammar. I'm just not. I don't know. I don't know if I'm that one. Here's an I the the last one is idea oriented. Key strengths optimistic, inspiring to others, effective at facilitating change, areas to improve, unstructured, may neglect details, and often fail to follow up. The opposite of the detail oriented work style is the idea oriented work style. These big picture thinkers help facilitate large scale change. Essentially, you put away the magnifying glass and pull out the telescope. While idea-oriented team members inspire their teammates to dream outside the box, you don't tend to organize details well. It's a highly unstructured work style that often places the brunt of work on people who are better at planning. Is me, beach? I feel like you might be an idea-oriented. I think I'm possibly proximity Mm -hmm. and detail-oriented. Yeah, I could say that. How to find your work style. Since work styles are often subconscious, it isn't always easy to notice which one fits you best. As we mentioned before, not everyone will clearly fit into one of these work styles. Some people may be a cross between two or more of them. To help determine your work style, we'll explore some tips that will help you better understand your work style and those of your team. Oh, but this, okay, so we're not going to go through all the all the tips because it's it's long. But the last tip is take a personality or work style test. Do you know your Myers-Briggs type? Who are they? So, no. My personality type is INTJ, which is the architect. Mm. Introverted, intuitive, thinking, and judging. I feel like that sums me up pretty well, unfortunately. (laughs) I could see that, yeah. So, you can take those, and that can help you. Maybe we should do an episode where I take a test. Oh, and find out. Yeah. What if it? What if the test tells us we're like severely incompatible? And we we do like we do with kids. We'd be like, fuck that test. Fuck them <laughs> kids. Ignore. <laughs> I'd be like, well, tell me something I didn't know. Yeah. I'm just dealing with him. I'm just kidding. You cute. You cute. I love you. I love you. Okay, so empowering different work styles to collaborate. Identify your team's work styles, pair tasks with strengths, manage with work styles in mind, and diversify your team's work styles. I feel like two opposites in that regard. Mm-hmm. 
make for a pretty even spread. Does that make sense? If you got one that's like off the wall, just kind of like go with it, idea oriented, not really planning shit out. Mm -hmm. And then you have somebody that's like planning it, writing it down, Mm -hmm. taking care of it. I think it can balance well. Yeah. But where the problem arises, is, at least for me, is the planner feels like they're doing mm. the majority of the work. Yeah. That right? makes sense. But I know myself. I'm a controlling person. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to... And that sounds terrible. People are going to think I'm awful to you when no. they listen. But, like, I like to be in control of things. Yeah. And I'm okay with being in control of things. I even have to, like, talk you off a ledge sometimes and be like, this is out of your control. And you I hate can't, it. You I, can't stress about this. I hate things that are out of my control. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. It's not fun for me. I don't like change. I don't like things that I can't control. Saying that, I don't mind taking control of the podcast ideas. Mm-hmm. But I don't want this to be my podcast. Right. Like, I want it to be our podcast. Mm-hmm. So I want us to collaborate on the ideas and both of us have a hand in like, okay, how is this episode going to go? Like, what are we going to talk about? Things like that. But for me to stay on topic and not forget what the fuck we were supposed to be talking about, I have to write it down. Yeah. And have some sort of like bullet point outline. Well, yeah, like reminders are one thing. Yeah, because I don't script any video that I make. Mm -mm. Unless there is like a specific sentence that I want to make sure I say for whatever reason. I don't write specific sentences down. Yeah. I just know a general idea of what I'm already going to say. Do you do that with your podcast? Yes and no. I think like episode two or three of my show, Mm -hmm. um, I went in with a full plan, like you you said. Mm Mm-hmm wrote down my talking points but then when i went back and edited it felt not forced necessarily but it didn't seem authentic it was too scripted yeah you were reading you weren't you weren't speaking you were just reading yeah and i would try to elaborate off of it but i feel like you can kind of tell whenever you switch from like the lecture point oh yeah to real experience yeah not saying that those aren't real experiences or like things that I I didn't deal with. Well, no, you're just saying you can tell when someone is speaking just from their mind, right? Versus reading something that they've written down. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's different. Yeah. So you think you work better if you don't plan your stuff out? More or less, like because I've tried it before. And see, I feel like I work better if I do plan my stuff out. So what's the solution here? (laughs) How are we going to work well enough together moving forward? Because we did find one thing out. We can come up with a lot of good ideas together if we're sitting on the porch Mm -hmm. together. Because you're not distracted by stuff. Right. You have a lot to look at outside. Yeah. And you can pet the dogs and throw the ball for the dogs. And, like, you you can do stuff yeah. while we have a conversation. And I'm just rattling off ideas left and right like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then we also realize that if we're inside, we can talk about ideas and, like, podcast episodes and whatever 
while you play Fortnite and I write stuff down. That's actually how we planned this episode. Mm-hmm. So I had an idea because, of course, I did. Yeah. Because, <laughs> of course, I had an idea, right? Um, I think it would be helpful mm-hmm. to challenge ourselves to try and, like, work more similarly to the way the other does. You're trying to kill me, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to convert you to my side. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, like, you were saying you have to talk me down off a ledge. Mm-hmm. To be like, you can't control this. You have to chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I have had to, like, really be on you to, like, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. For lack of a better term. I think... We should do an episode or like maybe even a couple episodes, like a series, if you will, okay, of Shelton takeovers of the podcast, okay, (laughs) where you, sir, have to come up with an idea and outline it with the bullet points the same way I did this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe find a supporting piece of content mm. that you could share with me, like probably like a written, you know, because this is a podcast, that you could share with me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to know shit about it. I have to just not be in control of it at all and just come in here blind and fly by the seat of my pants. Do you realize how extra... I want to be right now with this. Go for it. Not me. Do you like that idea? Yeah. I think it's pretty good. The sheer lack of excitement on this man's face. I'm so hyped for this idea. No, I'm hyped for it too. Okay. I like it. I think it's a good idea. I feel like this podcast low key is just coming off as like me just trying to get you to do more. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Nah, I mean, we're sharing experiences. Yeah. And stuff like that. I just want to make it known, I'm not upset. No. That I plan the episodes. No. I'm Listen, just saying. This is. I just know how it is. This I just is. Know how the internet is. I am not upset that I plan the episodes. I just want it to be more collaborative. Yeah. No, overall. because I'm more on the technical side of it. No, you are. Yes. It's it's still very much a collaboration. Yeah. I see this more as a challenge. Yeah. And I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> okay. So, the podcast almost didn't happen mm-hmm. because I have no patience and you have no collaboration in your bones. But it did happen. We worked through it. We got there, besties. We got there. Hell yeah. So, we want to know from you. What is your work style? Leave in the comments, whatever platform you're on, mm. and we'll read them. Let us know who you relate to more, Shelton or myself, whose work style speaks more to you. <laughs> you know you want to be on this team. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. We have cookies, so. Okay, well, we have a plan. We are going to take over the world. Yeah, well, we have the munchies. <laughs> 
here, Steely. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this second episode. We hope that you are happy that this podcast does, in fact, exist after all. If you enjoyed this, leave a like. It helps the channel. It's going to help the podcast spread. We put out new videos every, what, Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Yes. Where yeah. can they find the podcast? In audio-only form. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and that's pretty much it. Okay, we will see you next week for the third episode that I have planned. <laughs> I had to get it in one last time. <laughs> and the third episode that I'm here for. <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye.